Lisa, squeaky, what are you rebelling against? What do you got? Welcome to the Star Wars Rebels Without a Cause podcast. I'm your host, Kendall. With me, as always, is Nick. Hello, everyone. And Dwight. Greetings and salutations. All right. So tonight we're going to talk about the uh, episode, uh, the penultimate episode of the first season of Rebels, uh, titled Rebel Resolve. But before we dive into it, uh, Nick and I read a little bit of uh, the... Darth Vader, the first two issues of Darth Vader. Well, Nick read the two issues. I read the. I think I talked about the first issue already. Actually, yeah, maybe. I believe you did last week. Yeah, last yeah. week. And then, but the second issue came out this week. And uh, Dwight read a few pages of the first issue before I took it away from him, so we could watch the, so we could watch the show. Um, and uh, basically, I'm really liking it. Nick, what are, what are your feelings on? I'm sort of mixed. Uh, the art is very nice. I'm just not entirely sure where it's going at this point. It was nice to see the Droidicas. That was, that was unexpectedly cool. Yeah. I really liked, um, yeah, it's, it's more of this, uh, this thing that's that's showing up. I feel like in a lot of, of, uh, stuff from this era that more and more you see just sort of the remnants of the. Of the Confederacy and the Trade Federation, and right, they're and using like old that. tech, repurposing it or upgrading it very slightly uh-huh. for their own purposes. Yeah, the missile launchers seemed apparently worked out badly for them. For, yeah, particularly, I thought the the, the droidicas in, in in issue two were were interesting because they didn't like you could tell that's what they were, but they definitely looked very repurposed. Right. They added they added several sets of guns and mis- and rocket launchers. But uh, Dwight, what are your thoughts on the first half of the first issue? I really enjoyed the art. I enjoyed the, I enjoyed the locales and how, you know, I could name as just, you know, a person who just watched the movies and has delved somewhat into the EU, I kind of understood who everyone was. You knew, you, was. you recognized Jabba and Darth Vader and Boba Fett. Yeah, and then there's Tarkin in there. Oh, he Tarkin wasn't. I don't think Tarkin was tag. In it. Tag is that who you're thinking of? Probably. <laughs> so, right. so no. General Tag. Yeah, Tarkin. Tarkin. Who? Grand General. Right. And I'm confused because General Tag is fond of the fleet. I don't. That should be Imperial Army, right? Uh, but in the book, it said that he returned to his. Uh, his his uh, beloved fleet or something like that, mm-hmm. but he's a general. He's not he's not an admiral. He's a yeah, general. Yeah, I thought that, yeah, that has always sort of weirded me out. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I yeah, they talk a little bit in the second issue about um, this idea that they wasted resources on the Death Star. It's actually like the that robot chicken sketch yet. What they blew, they blew up the Death Star. I hadn't even finished paying for that yet. <laughs> like. I lo- yeah, I love the fact how many Super Star Destroyers could we have made, and yeah, that probably would have worked better. That's that's something that's something that that I uh, noticed in in the in the issue, uh, the second issue, where they bring up that it's, he's on a different Super Star Destroyer, right? And I, like the and the, historically there had always been two, really, the Executor and the Lazankia, yeah. which was hidden away on Coruscant for many many yeah, years. Which is which I think is I think but, is interesting. Yeah, um, I, I approve of them adding more because. It makes Super Star Destroyers a little less super weapony and more just a, 
a logical upgrade. Right, right. Um, well, it it uh, it makes the Empire seem bigger to me. Like I I kind of see like Star Destroyers. I've always thought of, and I don't know anything about. Uh, you know, I know most most uh, of what I know about Navy is from playing Battleship as a kid. Um, but the Destroyer is like one of those like it's like a mid sized warship. Right, a destroyer is basically a, a smaller warship that usually the smallest unit that can mm-hmm. that can be powerful enough to do significant damage. So that's what I always thought the name. I, and I don't know if this is actually true or not. I always thought of Star Destroyer not as literally a a, a ship that destroys stars, but a destroyer that happens to be in space. Yeah. Right. Um. And so and so like the Super Star Destroyer. Uh, is more the role of the is like more the role of like the an aircraft carrier or something like one of these battleships. Uh, I, yeah, I don't know, maybe or or some one of the a larger like a like a suit you know the biggest the biggest logical ship that you would have like the you know like you have the death squadron of of star destroyers that the flagship is the is the executor so assumedly there would be other ones in the. In the giant, in the galactic size, the galaxy-sized fleet of of star right. destroyers, and that kind of makes sense. I've always thought of them more as the battleship role, where you'd have the smaller crew. Like uh, I'd consider a Carillion Corvette to be something like a cruiser or a destroyer. Okay, something well, something a little bit smaller. But yes, I could easily see where that's true. And while the super star destroyer obviously doesn't match anything naval-wise on Earth because it'd be too freaking big, yeah. It, I mean, it, it could kind of fit that carrier role, except that it, unlike an actual uh, aircraft carrier, it's a very dangerous threat on its own. Oh yeah, that's, I guess that's true. Even I, if it didn't have any fighters, it could probably kick the shit out of pretty much anything. But see, in 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 Battleship, in the board game, yeah, they didn't have one of those. Uh, <laughs> there's there's an aircraft carrier. Yeah, I know, and it it doesn't matter what it is; it's just bigger. It's just one bigger. one peg bigger. Yep. Yep. <laughs> You have to hit it one more time, um, but I, yeah, I like I, I like I do like that idea. It's and it's little stuff like that that um, it's kind of nice that they've sort of said that the that the existing expanded universe is at least on a lower level of continuity because I sort of have already gotten all my frustrations out, so I don't have to be as nitpicky, right? And you have to remember that the Empire is thousands and thousands of systems, and they have. Even more Star Destroyers. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you don't... They don't have... There's more than just the 30 that were at the Battle of Endor. Right. That was that was just a token force more than anything. Mm. They didn't think that the Rebels even had something that could fight that. They didn't expect the Ewoks. Plus, plus the Death Star. I mean, no matter how big a fleet you have, once the Death Star just ke- starts, like, killing your capital ships, like, one every... 20 yeah. seconds you're not gonna last long people don't want to die There's yeah i mean unless do. you have unless you have suicidal a-wing pilots i yeah. will admit suicidal a-wing pilots are the solution to a lot of problems <laughs> <laughs> all right that's so, uh, those are the crazy pilots i'm gonna be fair since a-wings are handmade they're kind of hard to replace <laughs> that's what ewoks are for <laughs> <laughs> Do they breed quickly? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know either. But I know there's a lot of them. Yeah, that's true. They took on an fewer entire now. legion. They took on an entire <laughs> legion fewer. of the emperor's best troops. Suppose I guess there was a uh, there was a a story written about like the 
how many Ewoks were killed, like with just like the debris. How much? How much it screwed up their atmosphere with like oh, yeah, debris no, from I, the Death Star blowing up. I sort of imagine like the debris would make the planet near or the moon near unlivable. Right. Right. Well, depending. Yeah. I mean, I guess it just depends on how how big the moon was, how much you know, how much fell into the atmosphere. And it could have, they could have fell most on the planet too, because you don't know how yeah. far the planet was away. Mm. Yeah, hopefully it would fall mostly on the planet, but I could see at least a decent chunk falling on the moon. After all, a lot of ships got blown up there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I think it would be mostly the. It seems to me like it would be mo- you would most what you would mostly have to worry about would be the Death Star itself and and possibly the um, the. Uh, Executor. I don't care if it's pronounced executor. I call it the executor. <laughs> I think it's actually the executor. No, it is. It is. A, it's the it's, executor. Is it? It's spelled like executor, and the dude that's in charge of continuity at Lucasfilm has said executor. As far as I know, that's just the British way of saying it. But uh, is he British? No, no, no. Because because uh, there's no such thing as an executor. It would be an executioner. Ah. Uh, Fine, I'm still going to say yeah. it the other yeah, way. No, no, no. That. Executor sounds better. No, I agree. We've um, had official sources say things, quote-unquote, yeah. incorrectly. Boba Fett. <laughs> Hoth. <laughs> oh, yeah. George, George Lucas did call it the Hoth system at one time, didn't he? Oh, man. Um, but, uh, but, no, it's – I mean, it's – the correct the correct pronunciation is executor, but I choose to use the wrong pr- pronunciation because it sounds cooler. Um I'll probably switch eventually, but it won't be intentional. This is like one of the only things because I usually do that too, where where if there's a correct way of pronouncing stuff and I'm like resistant to how it's supposed to be pronounced or spelled or whatever, I I I usually end up coming around, but uh because executor is also kind of a sweet word. Mm. Oh. <laughs> I I've just I mean I've known this for a long time and I haven't uh, oh, come around. I, I did not it. know yeah. that. So okay, so uh, this week's episode, I got we've been talking for ten minutes about not, but but my basic thing is I just want to bring up to the anybody that's listening that the Marvel the new Marvel comics are great. Like both both series have been have been really good. They both had two issues come out. Looking forward to the Kanan series. Um, cautiously optimistic about about the Princess Leia series because. They've got, they've got Mark Wade writing it. Who Mark Mark Wade does a really good job, um, but I just I don't know. Princess Leia seems like is is in my experience. Princess Leia, it's very hard to write her well. Um, she's kind of a everybody thinks she's an interesting character, but she's not. Well, yeah, you have to go back between back and forth between the sort of annoying princess character and then the. The more badass rebel and yeah, yeah. Jedi. I mean, so it'd be kind of it's kind of a tightrope to walk because she can't be super awesome. I mean, I think she's fine as a I think she's fine as a supporting character and everything. I just it's it's I think it's I think it's a challenge to write her well in a as a as a lead role. I mean, and we, yeah, no, we I still got to see some of her background. Is that what it's going to be? Is before a new hope? No, it's going to take place in the same uh, the same timeline as as Star Wars and Rebels. It's going right. to be so post Battle of be, Yavin. Yeah, so immediately after the Battle of Yavin. No, no after it's going to be after oh, the Death Star has been destroyed. A New Hope. The Battle of Yavin is is a New Hope. That's oh, okay. the the death where they blow up the Death Star. That's the Battle of Yavin. Right. That's the that's 
that's the birth of Christ in Star Wars. Right. Everything times. is measured pre-Battle of Yavin or after mm. Battle of Yavin. Yes. Right. That makes sense now. In you the, probably told me this before, and I probably forgot about yeah, it. It could be. Probably. All right. So the, so the show. Um, so what? It started with them finishing up their escape from uh, Central Tower before um, the, from the previous episode. Uh, they commandeer some an AT, ATPT, which uh, those are pretty cool. I'm, they're growing on me. Like I I, uh, I looked at I actually cons- seriously considered picking up the Lego for it. Um, Molly really likes the Lego, uh, but it just it looks like not quite an ATST. I I like the swivel gun on it. I mean, the gun was a little weak. We saw it not able to penetrate itself from the back, which is historically usually the weak the weakest. Well, armor maybe maybe the armor is. But good. anyway, well, it was it didn't even fail to penetrate the armor. It like bounced off the turret a mm. whole bunch, and the turret is not that big. Right, right. But anyway, so it so it can't penetrate itself. But the swivel gun, I think, was a lot neater than the. Uh, the ATST's more vertical system. Mm-hmm. Although the ATST does have that side cannon. Yeah. Also, well, they were I mean, it's it's hard to compare maneuverability because I think if they were if the ATSTs were computer animated, they'd be a lot more maneuverable. Yeah, but um but they haven't been. So, I got to go with what I've seen. <laughs> yeah. I think I think that's what I I, I kind of think like uh just like when you see I I can't remember where where it is, but there's a just like I'm sure a Rancor is a little more uh, agile than yeah. maybe the one that we saw in it, Return of the Jedi. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And the one we saw could have been older too. Yeah. Okay. Well, he was. I don't. I don't think it, it was necessarily that he was older. The one. If, if you want to, my this, my opinion of the Rancor based on um the based on the tales and and his and that particular Rancor's history. Um, it'd been locked up for a it'd long been, time. Yeah. It was like a. It's it was sort of like a tiny, circus animal. Right, it was kept in that tiny little room. That, that right. Luke found and, himself in, like, and before that, and before that, he was the time. he was found like the Jawas or something found him in a in a wrecked spaceship. Yeah, so so he survived a survived a space crash. Plus, plus, uh, Jabba used him as you know whatever he threw whatever you know right. crazy that wasn't beast his first at him. Fight. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, he was probably battle worn. Yeah, I mean, obviously. You know, even a even a um a not even a tiger that hasn't been treated super well is still a tiger, right? Plus, plus, I mean, fighting unarmed people all day, right? Right. It's not. It didn't really consider that fight to be that much of a threat. Mm-hmm. Luke got lucky. Yeah. Well, and Luke's a Jedi. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he he figured out that Jedi he, always wasn't, get lucky. Yeah. I mean, he he he. In his experience, there's no such thing as luck. I don't think. I don't really think Luke got like lucky per se. He, I okay. think he kind of outsmarted him, yeah. and he didn't panic. That's the thing. I think most people probably would have panicked yeah. in that situation. They wouldn't have thought to throw a skull to find okay. that. I guess he got lucky in that it wasn't like a swivel. There wasn't there wasn't a latch or something that you had to do more than push a button for. He could have. Well, in that or, case, that if there was a, a if there was a yeah, it wasn't coded or something like that. That's I don't know. that's true. That, I mean, that's. That's true, but he might have figured something else out. No, I'm he sure. might have used the force to pull. I mean, he could have used the force to pull the thing down on. Yeah, we've yeah, seen that before. I mean, it Perhaps. would have been. 
And if I, there was I, a la- if there well, was just a, la- a latch, I mean, it's the Star Wars universe, so Luke would have gotten out of there somehow. <laughs> Let's face it, Luke is invincible. Yeah. <laughs> if I've learned anything from the expanded universe, it's that Luke will always at least not die. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he could if it was a latch, he could have he could have used the force to go like, you know, flip the latch. Yeah. If there was But it a- might have cost him the precious time to realize that it was the wrong thing or something like that. Yeah. Well, yeah. After all, given another force. half second, the Rancor would have been in the room, and then he'd uh, ran through its legs again. Yeah, probably. I mean, you know, use the Force, listen, trust your instincts, and all that crap. I, I want to believe that the Rancor might have had him, but I know he, there's no way. <laughs> yeah, but I think I think that there's there's rel- I mean, I think that the Rancor. Although I don't know, I think that they. I think I also I want to say I think that when you talk about stuff that was like animated and moved and stuff. I think that they did a pretty good job with how No, the for Rancor what they moved. had, it was fantastic. Cuz he probably cuz he probably I mean Rancors probably aren't the fastest things No, they're ever. just really big and really strong. They're they're more like, yeah, they're more like uh I mean, they ride them on Dathomir, but I would say it's probably got more to do with it like it's like a beast of burden kind of thing. Like a you know, more like a mule or whatever that like it right. doesn't move fast, but it can pull a lot of weight. And also, if there's wild rancors, you probably want your own rancor. Yeah, I suppose. Unless but, you have, but they have the they have the the. All right. The, anyway, the I'm pseudo sorry, I have dragged us way off topic again. So let's get back. <laughs> we haven't even made it to the episode yet. So let's no, we made it this. to the episode. They went on ATPTs. That's right. what happened yeah, for did. the first. Okay. You're right. That's what they we made that's it what to happened the first for the first part uh, of the episode. Right. Ten minutes. Anyway, so yes, the ATPTs are awesome. Dwight, what do you think about the ATPTs? Uh, like you said, yes, their gun looks kind of weak. I have compared it to the ATSTs. You know, they have the dual gun in the front. You know, I've always preferred that because I, you know, I'm I'm per- partial to the movies. But you know, I'm enjoying the series. I love where it's going, and I'm looking forward to the final episode. Okay, so moving past that first scene, um, so <laughs> big, big, big deal. First of all, we see Visago again, which I. I've been actually disappointed that we haven't seen more of him um, throughout the series because it was sort of right. I always expected him to be more important or more of a mission broker. Sort yeah, of thing. like they sort of they treat him as. I mean, I think he screwed him over. Did he actually screw him over in an early episode? Um, he doesn't pay them for the weapons, I think, or something like that. They yeah. they steal the disruptors for him, and mm. he doesn't. He doesn't hold up his end of the bargain and i think he leaves them to fight the imperials yeah, yeah because canon came but in. it was like they only but they didn't like, give him the full amount or something like he weaseled his way out it wasn't like a full-on screw over right wasn't it like uh yeah like, they, like maybe they were a case short or something like yeah that. I, can't, I can't remember exactly what happened but the yeah somehow the deal was broken and he just ran mm. off with everything which I was, yeah, I, I kind of thought he was going to be a more major character, and I wouldn't. I, I hope that he's. I hope that he's uh, somebody that comes into play a little bit more. Based on later. the hologram, who do you think it is? Oh, oh, Fulcrum, Fulcrum. Fulcrum. So we see a ho- uh, we see a hood and a disguise, and hear a disguised voice. Right. Well, if it's not Bale or Gannett, it's probably a character we haven't even met yet. <laughs> um. Yeah. I think. I thought I think it'd be funny if it was Emperor Palpatine. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. I don't know. He'd be doing a really great job disguising his voice. I don't know. I hope it's not Obi Wan. 
Because uh, it could be that would be super disappointing. Because it could be Obi Wan. Because Obi Wan didn't really want anything to do with the, the rebels. Although I don't know, Obi Wan does do something for Bail Organa at some point. Well, he served. He served in More, the Clone Wars. Yeah. Because, I mean, he was, and he was, and he uh, sort of was. I think in that in that right away. I, I think that Obi Wan and Bail Organa's relationship is primarily in the Clone Wars okay. area, and then yeah, because that's where Leia, that's the area and, uh, weakest on. Right. So if if they really have anything to do with any, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they. I don't know if they if they have like adventures together. Well, um, I'm not that, but but like I kind of think I kind of think that. Um, the sense that I, my conclusion from that weapon or that that message in in A New Hope that's uh, you served with my father in the Clone Wars. I think it's. I mean, he was a senator in the during the time of the Clone Wars, and and Obi Wan was a was a a, a general, um, and uh, and he was and he was heavily involved in the senatorial politics because he was also a member of the Jedi Council, um, and then also. That like right after the Clone Wars okay. time when they're when they're in the very very early stages of of sort of just rescuing the last couple Jedi and and making sure that the that the kids are all right. I mean, I guess he does still have that connection that he's watching over Luke and and he knows that Bail has Leia. So they could, I mean, they could interact. But right. I just, I, th- I just think it's been a long time. I haven't mm-hmm. seen A New Hope in a while. I need to watch it again. Yeah, uh, my, I, I thought the message was that he'd helped her, like specifically had helped her father yeah at some point i think i don't know i'd have to i'd have to double check the line but anyway that's that's the that's the conclusion that i've always gotten in reality i don't even i don't think fulcrum is a character we've met yet i think fulcrum is somebody new yeah probably we'll probably have to wait till next season or the yeah either the finale or next season yeah yeah Yeah. probably next season yeah maybe it's r2d2 that would be super disappointing. I really <laughs> hope that, that, is, that Fulcrum is not R two D two, or or okay, okay. So who would be who would be bad choices for Fulcrum? Let's let's go. Let's think of some oh, bad man. choices for Fulcrum. Jar Jar Binks, because he's still <laughs> technically alive. Um, so and he's and he's like involved in all the politics and stuff. He could have he could have been sucked in. Uh, actually, Boba Fett might be an interesting choice. Boba Fett's got better stuff. Doesn't to do, make though. a lot of sense. No, but he but he could be. It's um, not really his thing. What about that female senator of Lothal? She is the governor's the, assistant. The, the assistant or vice governor yeah, the one or whatever. That was supposed yes. to be there for Empire Day, but phoned it. Oh, in, the basically. actual governor. Yeah, but she didn't phone it in. That was the assistant governor giving. Yeah, that's speech. the. You're talking about the assistant governor. The governor, what about we the actual? Seen the governor, yeah, we haven't yeah. actually seen the governor. What about the actual? Yeah, maybe the actual governor. Well, it's assumed that the actual governor went to Coruscant. I forget why. So that he could uh, be a fulcrum, <laughs> I suppose. Um, but more bad bad choices. I think Han or Chewbacca would also be bad choices. Um, That's fair. <laughs> I think. I think uh, it'd be it'd be kind of cool if it was Mon Mothma or Bell Iblis. Yeah, I was thinking Bell Iblis. Uh, hmm. Just to just Who to else? get more, or uh, Dodonna. Dodonna, because he would was because he was around in the in in this area. I still definitely. really want them to bring in Card, but that wouldn't make sense. Card would actually well, Card was an is an information broker, right? But he doesn't. Re- he's not really into planning. He's more out for himself. 
I always got the sense. I mean, I I always he, got the sense with Card is that he's yeah he's out for himself. Right when he's in a when he's a, in the jaded future, but he could have been when he it was. Could be he that was he younger. originally joined the rebels, and maybe that's why he stays away from them for so long. Yeah, something something happened that that maybe sort of that, yeah alienated from him. Like because I I mean a lot of people are much more um, something cynical. they're much more cynical as an as an older person. I've been watching Better Call Saul and which is a prequel to Breaking Bad and and his and the the. The Saul Goodman character is is much more uh, almost a good guy in Better Call Saul than he is in uh, in Breaking Bad, where he has like no conscience at all. But uh, yeah, or at least you think he's gonna. Uh, I don't know. Good show, good show. You guys should check that out. Um, uh, let's see. So, uh, Kanan is captured by the Inquisitor, and they're. Um, interrogating they're interrogating him. him. I liked seeing Tarkin again. Um, it's nice that he just didn't disappear. Yeah, yeah. I like I like that he's sort of becoming a somebody who he's a, he's like a regular. He's becoming a recurring guest star that gives us sort of a foot. I feel like it gives us a foothold right. into the actual Star Wars universe. I was going to say it. He really helps tie it into the rest of the Star Wars universe. Rather than this could be a standalone story if not for right. him. Right. It could happen on any planet anywhere, but since you're bringing in Tarkin, and not just as a sort of Billy D. Williams one-off episode, right? Right. Then, yeah, they had the Billy D. Williams episode. They had the the R two and three PO episode. Um, I, I like that he's and he's a good he's a good choice for that because he's somebody who is relatively unexplored. Um, although they did just come out with that book about him, right? Like. It's almost like it's almost like there's some person behind the scenes pulling all the puppet strings yeah, and telling everyone the, what to write. Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh. It's almost like there's some some method to Disney's madness. Dun dun dun. Um, which is which is good. I mean, which is good. Like no, they, Star Wars needs that. Yeah, it's always kind of had that, but I I hope for. I like what Disney's done with it so far. Yeah, I mean it's it's made me very optimistic about the new films. Um, but then again, they could still screw it up. Yeah, I don't know. I'll probably still like it no matter what. I think you, you and I, we've seen all the prequels together. Yeah, and the the day we watched them, and for probably about a week after, we're super excited about them. Yeah, and then we go into this nosedive period where like, oh, this was awful, this was awful, and then we sort of come back out of it like six months later. Yeah, yeah, I can, I, yeah, I can, I can see that. I, I wouldn't quite say it's, it's quite as, as specific as that. And I don't think either of us had anything bad to say about episode three. At uh, least not, at least not initially. Frankenstein Vader. Well, yeah, I we mean, walked out of the theater going Frankenstein. There was, Vader was yeah, yeah. Scene. So there was, well, there was that scene, and then there was, and then there was uh, the, the, um, you know, you're just beautiful only because I'm so in love. Blah 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 blah. Yeah. Like there were a couple scenes like that in it. But that overall, were like, we were very thrilled. Yeah, with them. yeah. yeah. I think and I think episode three was sort of was better. Yeah, yeah. For the most part, uh, yeah. I I think episode three was excellently done. Like I watched it, I was like, I don't know how many times I can like force myself to watch it because it's so like emotional and everything. Like is crazy. And then episode two, I sort of – I've been where I am now um, where as long as you skip the Anakin and Padme scenes, it's a great movie. Um, and uh, – which is very easy to do because you just hit skip on the DVD thing 
It works. It's got great. enough scenes that it just yeah. lines up perfectly. Yeah, it just that's lines awesome. up. Yeah, it lines up perfectly because it's literally it's only those little things, and you still get the love story because any time where there's sexual tension and there's somebody else in the room, then it's then it's good. Hmm. I, I have been meaning to watch the the fan recuts or something like mm. that all the way through. I don't know. Yeah, I mm. with the fan order. There's there's certain ones I haven't oh, watched yeah, any I of them yet. I know what you. I guess I guess I've always done that with episode two. I guess that's kind of the same thing. I like I know that there's the there's the like the the most the most famous one was the Phantom Edit, uh, where you where they cut Jar Jar Binks out of uh, out of episode one. And you know what? Episode one. Every time I watch it, I like it better than yeah. than the last time. Again, like I, after well, episode one had a much longer period, probably like five or six years, right. where I didn't like it. And now it's it's slowly coming back up. And I, every time I watch it, it it does seem a little bit better. And the the duel at the end makes up for everything because and, that duel was amazing. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know what? And you know what? My my take is like the one criticism that I that I hear about that duel is that it looks very choreographed, but yeah, <laughs> but it should, but it should be very choreographed because it's they're master it's, fighters. Well, they're 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 people who <laughs> have been training the all their life. Yeah. yeah, they're 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 people who have been training in lightsaber dueling all their life and basically like following the rules. Um, I mean that's sort of that's sort of the sense that I got. You don't have a lot of depth to Darth Maul's character because he's just a generic Sith. He's the most generic Sith ever. Right. He, they picked him up as a child. and taught him to fight yeah. like <laughs> that's pretty like much the, what he does it's it's sort of like it's sort of like if you have two classical musicians trying to outplay each other right they both know they both sort of know what the other can do and is capable of and is likely to do mm-hmm. so that there's sword fighting at least at a higher level is very much sort of you know exactly what's going to happen but you have to go through the forms and fight it out yeah yeah it's kind so, of like chess yeah 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 that's that's sort of what i what i see with that there's a lot less – I think there's a lot less personal emotion in that duel than, than in other duels because they're complete strangers. They just know that – they just know you're Je- – I'm Sith. You're Jedi. We fight now. Yeah. Like, you know. You know what we're saying, yeah. Dwight? I know what battle you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They're jumping all over the platforms and then they got to go through the force fields and then that's when, oh, that's when Qui-Gon – Right. And up until the moment where Qui-Gon falls, it is a very clinical fight. There, yeah. you're, like you're saying, there was no emotion. It's, Obi-Wan sort of came a little close to his revenge thing there. Yeah, yeah. But he didn't do anything blatantly yeah, awful. But I mean, and, then, and, then, and, and then promptly almost died because he, yeah. wasn't, do, he wasn't in control of himself. Mm-hmm. And, of course, Maul is, is crazy over, overconfident. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maul should have just Sliced finished him. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it becomes a metal spider. Yeah, yeah. Eventually, yep. <laughs> and I am, I'm, I like that too. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, I think, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's the thing. The prequel. I, I'm, I'm gonna be interested. It, it'll be interesting. Um, how, uh, how critical I'm actually going to be of the new movie. But I will, I will say about episode one. Also, who cares if there's no protagonist? This is. Chapter one prequel. We're seeing the origins of various characters, and it's an ensemble cast movie. If you have a movie with an ensemble cast, it doesn't have to have one specific protagonist for the whole time, right? Yeah, you got to learn about everybody. You can't just throw everybody into a story without knowing who's who. I mean, and you have—I mean, you have Anakin, who is the who's the who's the the sort of point of view character, right? And yeah, it, it's it's not necessarily about. 
necessarily even just this time period. You got to set up everything and all the hints of things for this other movie that, right, that right. had the main characters. Right, so right. You're just sort of setting the groundwork. Plus, for all I think. This stuff. Plus, I think, and this is a criticism of the movie, but I've always thought it was actually a strength. I think it's good that you that they throw you in. And and you don't really know what's going on. I mean, you're pretty sure that the guys who are who have lightsabers are good guys, and that the and that the and that the robots are bad guys. But like, you're really like I I remember seeing it, and I even remember seeing it as a as a kid the first time, and being and being like, wow, this is new Star Wars. And this right. is something that's completely different than I've seen before. No, as I never opposed had to any problem with the introduction. I mean. It, I, I kind of, looking back, like the way they did it because you sort of see it from the Jedi's perspective, at least at the beginning, because they yeah. have they don't really have any idea what's going on. Right, right, right. They're, they're just here. It's an introductory meeting. They're supposed to talk to these guys and figure out why they're, they're blockading this planet. And they don't really know what's going on. And then suddenly they just start getting shot at. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's the... I mean, they're on a mission. That's what they're but doing. But that's really all they that's know. What, right. And it's just for. another mission. That which is which is a th- another which is another important thing. Like like it's just it's it's just another mission for these two guys, but then they have to but then they they end up meeting important people who are going to be important to them in the future and and uh and the and the menace is revealed. So speaking of missions, we find out that Ezra's <laughs> mission is different than what Hara wants. Well, Ezra wants to get Kanan back. And Fulcrum is telling Hera that it's too dangerous to uh, basically just the rebellion as a whole because Ezra Ezra inspired people. And the problem with inspiring people is that if your guy who inspires people is butchered in the streets, it kind of backfires and people are actually less likely to, co- to, to, to fight the problem back. Is, right. The problem is Fulcrum doesn't realize that Ezra is one of the main characters, so that's not going to happen. Right. If, if Fulcrum just realized he was on a TV show and these, this was our, <laughs> our main set of characters, then, then, he, would, yeah. then he would feel much um, more confident. Yeah. But then again, then again, if Ezra realized that that, then he wouldn't He'd probably feel the, end up going dark side on us. He at wouldn't some feel point. the need. He wouldn't feel the need to go rescue Kanan because he'd know Kanan would be okay. Maybe. <laughs> um, that's super meta. Uh, I liked. I really liked the line where Kanan was like, "I see." He's like, "What do you see?" He's like, "I see you becoming increasingly oh, frustrated." That was, great. that was a great straight line. <laughs> uh, I like. I liked that. Uh, so then, then we see that. So we see, and then what we so basically Ezra and Chopper bond and. Make oh yeah! Oh yeah! Chopper! Packed. Yeah, Chopper's sad about Kanan, which is kind of a surprise. But I guess Chopper likes having his usual crew to pick on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and what? And what? Like, uh, so they they go to figure Chopper out where Kanan just... is by sending sending Chopper to that weird mini star destroyer. Right. They send Chopper to. I, I don't. I don't think we've actually seen that ship design because it has a cru- more of a cruiser back, but definitely a Star Wars deck layout and the cannons and on the side. Some sort of and some sort of uh, right. Weird, it's probably a new ship. We'll probably look it up later. But. Some sort of weird way of of landing a shuttle. Actually, oh, it's probably you know yeah, the shuttle probably landed page. that way. The shuttle probably landed that way because of because the ship isn't big enough 
to have a docking bay. Yeah. I still would have sort of expected it to sort of land on the the surface of it mm-hmm. and, and I don't know, just sort of come out the yeah, back. Yeah. But that's yeah, that's probably what I it just occurred to yeah, me. Yeah, no, like, the the ship was too small is, for a docking bay. That it was bay. too small yeah. for a docking bay. It was just kind of a weird a weird way of uh Yeah, the sort of just the way that the top fin just slid in, but it was It was like it was perfect it was like it was perfectly designed. Like it works it works for the Phantom on the Ghost because clearly the the two were designed right with each other in mind. Uh, we've never seen a Lambda shuttle yeah, do that before. Yeah, I've never seen anything. Yeah, I although it was cool. Although our Lambda, our, the Lambda shuttles, like Dwight said when we were watching it, our, the Lambda shuttles do uh, do look a little different in this era. So they could be, you know, slightly different. Because that's one of my favorite vehicles in Star Wars is the Lambda shuttle. Yeah, they're a little more goosey, a little more elongated currently. I think. Yeah. Um. So what they they sent they sent the droid um, to figure out he was figuring out where Kanan was that's why they went that's why they needed to go to that ship right yeah and I liked I liked uh, him shooting out of the airlock and apparently his entire body is a is a rocket booster because <laughs> that was a lot of exhaust that he was putting out. Right, it'd have to be a rocket booster or some sort of energy booster because there's no oxygen. It'd have to yeah. carry his own. It's called an Imperial Light Cruiser. Really? It's manufacturer's Kuat Drive Yards. Yep, Kuat Drive Yards makes all the Star Destroyers and, uh, and uh, it's, um, Arquidian, the Arquidians class light cruiser, and its airman is light cannons. That's the Star Wars Rebels Facebook page. Hmm. Which they post all the new stuff yeah. after the initial airing. Yep, I saw. I saw the other day that they had Fulcrum's card, which was all classified. Yep, yep, I see it, Dwight. Posted on Instagram. Well, you, you have access to. It. <laughs> um. Huh. Never seen that design before. Well, it's probably. I mean, it's probably new. Yeah. Um, New Lego set yeah. to get net, Kendall. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it looks like it's it's brand new. Yeah, well, there's an, plenty of new Lego sets to get. Uh, I don't know if I told, if I said this on a previous podcast, but I finally did uh, finish building the Ghost, and it's a neat it's a neat set. Uh, it's got it looks really cool. It's got little. I mean, first of all, it looks it looks good. Like it looks a lot better in person than it did in the pictures. I feel like. Um, and it's got a lot of little, like it's got it's this, the escape pods that pop out, and and uh, there's like a trap door on the bottom. There's just a lot of little stuff that I think if a kid was actually going to play with it, then it would be fun. But it's also just kind of neat. I always like to see sort of the attention to detail from from Lego sets. Yeah. Um, I still think either the X wing or the B wing are the coolest ones you have. Probably the X wing. But the B-Wing is nice. Mm-hmm. Plus, mm-hmm. I've also always been partial to B-Wings. I don't know. I, I like the B-Wing okay, except for that it doesn't have a good way to display itself. Right. I've been looking, I was looking at the Y-Wings, but they're so expensive. But then you can get a good A-Wing for like $25, but it's only like 200 pieces. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, it's, yeah. it's probably about the same. It's about the same size as the snow speeder. Yeah, it was yeah. $5 more than the snow speeder, at least when I got you the snow speeder. Yeah, because I, th- I like the A-Wing, too. and I'm more, you know, old-school Star Wars. Yeah. Anyway, that's that's enough of our weekly Lego <laughs> review. <laughs> uh, uh, and, yeah, so we had the little the little thing. I mean, this episode really felt like set up for the finale. Right. I'm not... Um, yeah. So like, Not that much happened. It was a lot of talking, a lot of deciding, yes, this is what we're going to do, sort of mm-hmm. explaining the situation after their last battle, yeah. more than actual events occurring. And we find out where Kanan is going. And Kanan's going to Mustafar. Yes. Which, um, I don't know. Seems a little weird to me, because it seems like Vader wouldn't want to be on Mustafar. Reminding anyone that uh, may not know what Mustafar is, the lava planet where Anakin Skywalker becomes... Do- or fell and became Darth Vader. Hence why we're talking about Star Wars Episode Three the entire time, too. Sure it is. Yeah, that's uh, that's, that's completely unrelated, but sure. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, um, I don't know. I mean, I, we were talking before recording. Uh, I kind of feel like I, it since they they always talk about Tatooine, Vader not wanting to go to Tatooine because he's got this like emotional connection to it. Um, Although then, to be fair, in Vader two, he does go. Or, no, in the first, the first, the first issue, Vader, he goes. He goes to end. yeah. He goes to Tatooine. Uh, although, although, I mean, that doesn't mean that he's not. He still might even when he goes to Tatooine, he still might not sense Luke because he's well, he's too set, busy he's butchering too Tusken busy, Raiders. Yeah, he's too busy killing Tusken Raiders <laughs> and stuff like that. And I guess at that point, he he isn't utilizing the Force yet. No, he's no. well. He's using the he, Luke's actually Luke's not there at that point. Oh, okay. Right. Dwight, you don't, Luke is off adventuring the galaxy because this is after the Battle of Yavin. Yes, this is after, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> All the Skywalkers on that planet are dead. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, uh, I don't know. I guess, I guess, unless, the only, the only thing I can figure as to why he would kill Jedis on, on Mustafar, and I guess they didn't say this in the episode, but we are going to see Vader in the finale. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, I guess they did originally sort of reveal Vader sort of like as the extra for the first episode. Mm-hmm. And I guess I'd kind of forgotten about that. Yeah, but, the ABC yeah. special. Yeah, we're oh, yeah, we're going to see. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to get away from Vader. <laughs> oh, I mean, not... they're going to because it's a, well, I mean, a I, show. But... I figured they were going to get to Vader because they were talking about like Tarkin was like, I know someone who can. You know, interrogate him to where he'll break or die. You know, you either tell Vader what he wants or he's going to kill you. It's plain and simple. Mm. Vader's just good at mind reading. (laughs) Yeah, well, he's, you know, he's the chosen one. Yeah. Mm -hmm. All right, well, I think that's... That's enough. We've been going for long enough, and clearly we were off topic enough to, to show that not a lot happened in this episode. Really looking forward to the finale. Um, really excited. Yeah, and we'll see what uh, we might do. Some other stuff at, uh, in the in the off season as well. Uh, so until right. next time. Wait, oh, one, yeah. one, one second. Final guess on on uh, Fulcrum, Kendall. On Fulcrum. Final guess on Fulcrum. Uh, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna say one that would almost make sense. Uh, Princess Leia. I think that would be. Wow. Uh, that would that's, be my. That's. That's out there. Probably the best 
guess I could hear so far because like, you know they love bringing in those main characters. Yeah. Yeah. And it would just it would make it would kind of make sense at this point. It really would. And she'd be that, she'd be kind of young to but, Bail Organa. Yeah. Anyway, Dwight, different guess. Different guess. <laughs> or same I mean, guess. I like the, you know, the connection to Bail Organa. So I figure it's somebody who's tied to Bail Organa. All right, I'm but just going to go with the than... Donna because we need something okay. something else, and I don't have a better guess. <laughs> just right. curious, and for the record. Mm-hmm. All right. or, or Emperor Palpatine, that's my other guess. <laughs> Until next time, keep rebelling. You don't need a cause.